Hello and welcome to The Artist Appeals, the podcast where we answer the question, how do you make a living with your art? In this podcast, we interview leading industry experts, working artists and creatives about how they make a living with their art. We seek the secret sauce to how do you make a living with your art? art? How do you make money with your art? So whether you're a photographer, a graphic designer, an illustrator, a hand letterer, are you a designer, a sculptor, a painter, whatever your medium may be, we have answers. We interview everybody we can get our hands on, leading industry experts from craft company CEOs to working entrepreneur, artistpreneurs. So welcome to the Artist Appeals. I am your host, Erin Sparler, and this is season three. All right, folks, I can't wait to share this episode with you. I'm laughing because I've got to do a disclaimer. (laughs) There is swearing in this episode. Lots and lots of swearing. So please be forewarned. This is not child-friendly. It is not PC. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't listen to this one in the car while you're taking your kids to school. So let me give you some hints of today's guest. I'm smiling from ear to ear because this lady is phenomenal. She's amazing. In 2015, she sold over $1 million worth of her art. $1 million. That's right. In a year. She's been hailed as the female Andy Warhol. Her artwork was in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. She's been collected by famous people all over. She's been featured in Vogue. Oh, man. This lady has been all over the place. I mean, she's really amazing. And in this episode, she gives us some hard-hitting, straight-up advice of how to do it and how to be (laughs) unforgettable. So, without further ado, if you haven't guessed it already, this episode is an interview straight up, uncensored, with Ashley Longshore. Hey, Ashley, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. What's up? I'm so happy to be here. I'm so, so happy to be here. Any form of human contact makes me so happy right now. <laughs> right? With COVID? Uh, somebody oh, could spit on you and be like, yes! Oh, my God. Are we, are maybe we not allowed that. to curse on your podcast? <laughs> sure. Why the hell not? <laughs> well, if, if you answer that way, then I won't say what I was going to say. But it, it, ha- it has been a, um, a shit of a year. How about I put it that way? Well, it has been a shit show or a dumpster fire or any other fabulous terms. I mean, I got to let you curse on the the podcast because your artwork is fantastically sailorish. Well, it's funny. People say that, but there's literally 1% of my art that has profanity in it, which is what's so funny to me is that. Yeah, um, you know, for a woman to use expletives and um, say certain words, it seems to be far more memorable than the ladylike things that I do. So, um, so there you. Yeah. Go. Well, you are a Southern belle, right? <laughs> no, not anymore. I was raised to be one, but I'm I'm definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I, there's lots of things about the South that I love. I love yeah. manners. I love graciousness. I love. 
the enthusiasm that Southerners have. Um, Hell that, yeah. that, that's what I love about the South. There, there's a lot of other shit about it that I'm, I, I, I never, I, I loathe that's loathsome. So, yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is my mother's side of the family is Cajun and from Crowley, Louisiana, just about, uh, I guess three hours West of you guys. So I used to spend summers down there all the time and, uh, Oh, I just love that smell of the swamp yeah. <laughs> things rotting. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know, I'm originally from Montgomery, Alabama, so I'm, I'm not originally from, from Louisiana. So I, I guess when I think of a Southern bell, I, I, maybe I think more of like, you know, Alabama than I do Louisiana, mm. but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the South. Well, you know, the thing about your arc and, I think it, I did want to ask you how many pieces you have because you're right. You are a prolific artist. You got a ton of work and you know, the profanity in it. I don't think like I was explaining to my boys the other day, they were asking me about swear words and I was saying to them, it's just words. It's really the intent behind the words that makes something unpleasant. And, and most of your stuff has intent behind it. That is so much more. Yeah. Than the I mean, word. Look, uh, you know, to be offended by any art or uh, profanity, you know, that is really more about you than it is about me. Um, there certainly is intention versus impact. And, you know, for like a young mother that doesn't want their children to learn expletives, then the art would certainly have one impact versus someone else that, you know, uses. Uh, you know, that says fuck every other word. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that's the beauty of subjectivity, connectivity. Um, mm. That is the beauty of the life force that, that artists put out there because, you know, for, for me to paint certain things and for other people to respond to it, to, to love it, to not love it. Um, I mean, that's, that, that, that's what this is all about, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love your messaging. I love the, I love it all. I think it's hilarious and, and powerful and, you know, alternately sad and funny. And it's so many things. It is. It really is. And I feel like, um, you know, so many of things that, that I painted, like, um, you know, uh, she's, she sucked a lot of dick to get that Louis Vuitton. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you may think, ah, oh, that's really funny. But then you go, oh, wait, but she, she could have just started her own business. She could have made yeah. her own money. She could have married somebody she really loved. She yeah. didn't do that. Instead, she did oh. the other. Damn. And, so it's also and, tragic. Well, yeah. And I mean, this is all about my journey of finding, you know, who, who, what kind of t- woman I want to be. And um, I do use humor and text. And um, look, I mean, there's certainly a way to tear apart anything that we see, especially these days. Yeah, um, but m- my intention has never been, uh, you know, to to hurt anyone. Yet only to explore my own feelings about things that I'm living in my own life. Yeah, yeah, well put. You know, we always kind of do this podcast in the order of the appeals acronym, and I just use that because I've interviewed so many people to try and keep you know what is such a big. Um, amount of information and organization. So we always kind of start out with art and I, maybe we got ahead of ourselves today just because I was so excited to talk to you. But um, for those of you who don't know Ashley, how would you describe what you make? Like 
What is it that you do? What is your style of art? And more importantly, how did you come to this? How did you become sort of modern day feminist pop artist is what I'd, I'd call you. I mean, I would definitely say that is what I am. I think I find great comfort in using objects and things that are very relatable to all of us. Um, so, you know, so, you know, if we want to define that as pop, yes, it's pop. Um, for me, when I first started painting, I didn't know, I didn't know where in the fuck I was going to end up. I knew I didn't want to have a tuck dick to get things. I knew for a fact that I did not want to be in a corporate cubicle. I mm. knew, I, and I, and I knew I wasn't afraid to work as hard as I possibly could. So, um, you know, I, I, when I, when I, when I found art, when I was 18 years old, I found this joy and bliss that I've, I've never, I'd never felt before. Um, and I started to create this big, colorful, figurative world uh, uh-huh. that at one moment I lined all my shit up against the wall and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, wow. Like, I really feel something. Like, th- this feels so good. I've built a little fortress and, and, and mm. I hide in here. Like, I said I didn't want to be in a cubicle, but I, I am in a big, colorful cubicle. And then I really started to challenge myself. Um, not only... Um, as somebody who, you know, didn't want to, you know, just marry someone for money or go take some shitty corporate job, but challenge myself to what my opportunity is, was in America and about, you know, how far I could go. Like, for example, you you know, I'm so prolific. Well, yeah, that's my fucking job. You know, (laughs) Van Gogh painted eight or nine paintings a day. Picasso painted eight or nine paintings a day. You know, people love that about them. You know, as a Mm -hmm. woman, me, me being prolific, it certainly shouldn't be a downfall because I have to tell you, I I am very aware. And I think most artists are that, you know, one day I will die and Mm. I only have so many days to be creative. So I, I have to paint like there's a gun at my back. I have to paint like there is no fucking tomorrow. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> so you paint eight or nine paintings a day? No, no, not not always. Um, right now I'm working on a new series and they're absolutely massive. And, uh, you know, I, I can do one of the for one of the largest pieces in like three or four days. But okay. I, I have to when I get off of off the ladder, I have to like ice my back. I wake up in the morning. Uh. And you would think I was a dancer because I I'm like, oh, my God, I can't move. Oh, my God, my back. Um, because I just, I get this fucking adrenaline high when I paint <sighs> with the euphoria that no dick or blow or anything, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's the grandest high to take a thought and the instant gratification of it, of putting it on a canvas. I can't help but move quickly. It's intoxicating. I love it. I love it. You know, we had um, Josie Lewis on who is like this internet sensation. She's got like over a billion views. And um, she was talking about flow state. She's big into flow state. She um, was talking about her TEDx talk and, and how there's been more and more proof that the act of repetitive mark making takes you into flow state faster and more efficiently. And that's what art is for so many of us, I think, is this incredible moment of getting in the zone. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's meditation. I mean, people talk about the importance of meditating and, 
And that that's what I'm telling you. Like, I feel like I am a very anxious person and I always have been. Mm. My anxiety drives me to work because you can take that energy and, and really let it bog you down in this state or you take it and you like use it as like rocket fuel to thrust forward. And when, when you get encapsulated in this, this, this image in your mind and your arms moving and there's music playing and mm. it, it is, it is like being swept up inside of like this tornado of, 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 um, my God, it's just, it's just creativity euphoric. and pain. Yeah, it's blissful and euphoric. It really is. Oh, that's fantastic. I want to come paint with you. You make it just sound like fantastic. <laughs> I think too, you know, it's, it's not, there's different levels of that too. The, the same way that you can have an orgasm in different ways. You mm-hmm. can also, you know, not orgasm, not all orgasms are the same, you know? So uh, you yeah. can have a huge toe crawling one and then you can just have a little one and go on with your day. And I think <laughs> sometimes, you know, like for me, I, I paint in uh, repetition when I don't always have like a brand new idea. Yeah. That, that, that high of like having a new idea, putting it on the canvas, seeing it, and then all of a sudden 15 more spark all at once. And you're like, fuck, I've got to get more canvas like now. That, yeah. That is just like, oh, it is so good. So good. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask how you motivate yourself on a regular basis, but uh, I think you already answered that one. <laughs> right? I, I'm, I really am like a happy optimistic, hopeful, very high energy person. And Mm. I mean, what more do I need to be motivated other than the fact that I have a lot of opportunity that people in other places in the world don't fucking have? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me to be a woman and live in a country where I can say the things that I say, where I can paint the word fuck, I can mm-hmm. paint the word cunt, you know, like <laughs> I, I can do all of those things. There, there's a lot of countries where I'd be thrown in jail for that. So I mean, I'm stoned. Yeah, yeah. What, what more do I need to be motivated other than the fact that like, you know, my days are fucking numbered. They are mm. numbered. And after today, mm. I have one less day. And that, that to me isn't pessimistic. That to me is saying, carpe the motherfucking DM. <laughs> you know, I want to touch on how you talked about, um, you just briefly said, sometimes I paint and I paint the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I, that's something I'm always talking about on the podcast and I hit on with other people is that you got to um, paint every day or do your thing every day. But sometimes it's just little iterations. Sometimes it's just that little step, that next step that gives you the impetus of finding that next big thing, don't you think? Look, here's my thing. When I first started painting and I had all these ideas and then all of a sudden I wouldn't have an idea. It's funny how it's, it's like if you have a picture of martinis and it's so full and beautiful in the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. at some point you do get to the last drop, Mm. you know, you can be really, really sad about that. Or you can go, Oh shit. You know, God, I also really like vodka soda. I also <laughs> really like, you know, a cold beer and I'm, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just using it as a, um, as a comparison, but yes, it's um, a metaphor. I, I love to paint and I love that, that state of being busy and painting. And if I find something that I love and it inspires me, 
in between those other collections, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to paint. I want to paint what makes me happy. I, I love it. You know, the, the other thing is people can have opinions about that. They can say whatever they want. There are zero rules about being an artist. There are mm. no fucking rules. And I didn't go to art school. I've made my own damn career because galleries told me I wasn't marketable. And when I realized they took 50%, I was like, that's okay. Cause that doesn't work for me. <laughs> you, know, you find your own way and you do it your own way. And that is all that matters. All that matters is that you are creating period. The end. Yeah. Now, I notice you have this long-term running theme of Audrey, Audrey Hepburn, and you have done her in so many ways, so many styles, Picasso and, and Mondrian, and then, you know, flowers and butterflies. Uh-huh. What's, what's the fixation with her? I mean, I I think it is, um, I, I, I think it's this idea of having iconic women around me, mm-hmm. the energy of these unbelievable, you know, I, 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 iconic, you know, Im- images painted in different ways, very large, small, medium. Um, the, the energy of being around the, those, those, pic- it, it, it I, I don't know. It just, it feels like home. I feel like mm. I've adopted some of these women as, as mothers, like, you know, Frida Kahlo, mm. obviously, you know, Audrey, it. Um, yeah. Well, and Audrey has the best neck ever. There's just something so peaceful, um, and that that is originally, you know, a Cecil Beaton photograph that I that I've altered a million different ways. Mm. Um, the way the way that she was captured, um, it's such a peaceful, beautiful moment. There's there's so much serenity in that, and mm. I feel like a lot of my work is a balance of this beauty, nature, glamour versus this wildness, rebelliousness, this fighting to be who I really want to be versus this ladylike, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's this crazy juxtaposition that's always going on in my head of like, what am I supposed to do? You know, what, what, what is the right way to be? Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I think, I think that's what I'm exploring that and, um, you know, American consumerism and, mm-hmm. All of that good stuff. So, well, you've heard the expression: um, "We want a lady in the streets and a freak in the bed." Yeah, you know, it's that Madonna and whore complex, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I love it, and and uh, you know, that's the other thing. You know, I know I made the statements about you know not wanting to be a trophy wife, not wanting to be in a in a, a cubicle. You know, th- those things can be somebody else's dream. So mm. me painting that is not a jab at what anybody else is doing. The thing about being an artist is that this is a very selfish thing. It is, this is about me and my life. And I think that's why when we look at Rothko or Jackson Pollock or Frida Kahlo, it isn't just the images that are moving us. It's the story of that person and why they were painting it, what journey they were on. And, um, and so, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it all. And the connectivity when other people respond to it, you have a, like, uh, a, a, like a, a similar life force. And yeah. that's really, you know, I love that. That's really where you find love. I mean, my collectors yeah. are just, you know, they're, they're part of my family. So, well, you know, you're painting your inner landscape and putting it out there, but people are going to resonate with the truth of it. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, in their own way, based on their own life experiences, for sure. Yeah. So we talked about art, but then we tend to go on to presentation and product. Um, and, you know, I, I interview a lot of different types of artists, uh, art art licensors, glass blowers. I've interviewed a bunch of CEOs. Um, Jane Davenport was on and, you know, she's like hugely licensed. She's in Michaels and AC Moore and so forth and so on. But you have a different type of product. Can you talk a little bit to that effect about how you look at your artwork as a product? And, you know, because you're into pop art too, it is about commercialism. Um, what would you say to to the idea that art needs to be a product? I mean, what I say about that is anyone creating tangible thoughts is an entrepreneur. So mm. regardless of how much you're producing, um, you, 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 you are in business. You, you are creating an object. Um, I think that's something that, that was really important to me very early in my career when I realized well, you know, when every gallery on the planet told me no, when they said I wasn't marketable, when I found out they took 50%, didn't tell you who your clients were. And I realized, fuck, how am I ever going to have power over these things that I'm painting if I don't know who my, who my collector base is, if I don't know who they are, where I could get in touch with them because the best right. collector is already a collector. Um, and, and, and how am I ever going to build the fempire that I want to have if I'm always yeah. putting up half of my money? So um, you know, I, I, I guess I've always had sort of a, a business, um, you know, uh, view of, of what I wanted to do as an artist. And mm. look, is that the easiest way? Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I work, I think for me, it's, it's a better way. I have more control over, um, you know, my voice who I can reach out to, I have a collector list that's 25 years long. I can, you know, I don't have any contracts with galleries that tell me I can't sell my artwork somewhere. I don't have anybody hogging my inventory where I can't sell it myself. Um, you know, th these were things that were important to me to really understand uh, my business. And now, you know, I, I am, I do do some manufacturing and limited edition products. And and mm -hmm. I did that because I, I don't make prints and I don't make giclés. And I thought, you know, I have a lot of people out there that that want um, something of mine, but I just am not ready to to pull the print card because for me, that's that's an insurance policy. You know, if I if I wait and pull prints when I'm 75 years old, hopefully I can, you know, go live on a yacht for fucking six months and have interesting guy in a fucking you know speedo bring me fucking mojitos all day long. That's <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't do many limited edition prints. No, That's I do interesting. No, 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 no. And I see so many artists, young artists who have work that's like $2,000. And uh -huh. I look at that and I go, you know, uh, handbags cost more than that. You know, you see all these women out there with Chanel bags and Gucci bags and all this stuff, Valentino. Those things are a lot more expensive and they carry them for two months than an original piece of art that's going to last forever. So, right. you know, t when I see that, I think, I God, I want you to work on your marketing and understand your worth before you start making prints that are $50. You're under, you're undervaluing yourself and who you are as an artist. Um, but again, 
That's just one opinion. This is just no, I think it's fantastic and that people need to hear it. And it translates really well into presentation because, you know, we got to talk about like presentation is all about um, setting yourself apart. And, you know, somebody goes out and buys a Rolex. Well, a Rolex keeps time as well as a swatch or an iWatch, but you don't pay the same price. No, no, you don't. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a marker of success. So, mm. you know, that, that's, that's another thing. You know, I, I realized that my career was taking off when women were telling me that they were in fact sucking dick to get my art. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I realized that these young college girls were telling me, you know, I know when I get out of college and I get the job I want and I buy one of your little 12 by 12s, I'll know that I'm on the right track and I'm making it. You know, mm. I think there's something to be said for, you know, not just fanning everything out for the masses, but the idea that it is, it is art. And yes, you know, I've got a lot of people that are like, fuck you. Why won't you make a print? I can't <laughs> afford a print. Well, you know what? There's a lot of fucking shit out there that I want that I can't afford. You want to know what I'm doing? I'm fucking working for it. I'm saving yeah. my fucking money. You know, I, I wish somebody would make a golf, a, a flight on a, jo- a golf stream the same as a fucking flight on a spirit air flight. But that's just not how the fucking world works. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I got to I got to work for it. And that's that's the beauty about all this. You can get mad and make noise and do all that. Or you can stay focused, put your energy to what you do, put your energy in your artwork, grind figure out who your fucking collector base is, save that money, invest back in yourself, hire a team of people that are help pushing you forward, go out there, take the opportunities that you want, tell the people that you don't want to work with to kiss your fucking ass, save that (laughs) cash and live the life you want to live. Mind your own business, be good. When you get to a point, give back to your fucking community. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my God. So these- Did I just go up on a rant? <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love it. It's going to go down in history. I mean, I'm so- passionate. I'm a, I'm a very passionate woman. I feel like the best uh, qualities a human being can have are enthusiasm and gratitude. Mm, well, you got to have enthusiasm. You sure as heck do. So the the limited edition merchandise you make, are you seriously like making that yourself? Are you like DIYing it? <laughs> no, of course not. I have like incredible <laughs> artisans um, that are hand beading uh, bags for me. I have oh. um, a great company that I work with in Texas that makes these beautiful little decoupage trays that I'll do mm. like, of each with little gold rims. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you, you want the $25,000 painting, but in the meantime, while you're saving up for that, you can get this beautiful little tray that's $300, you know, and it's special and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's artsy stuff. It's artsy yeah. stuff. And it's modern. I love your embroidered linen napkins. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of being Southern that like, I just, <laughs> if you don't have pretty napkins when your guests come over with a cocktail, like it's, you know, people don't. Well, and you know, now with COVID and all and not being able to get paper products, I feel kind of vindicated because I've always used paper napkins. My mom is always, not paper, I'm sorry. My mom has always had 
napkins. Like I said, she was from Louisiana and Mm -hmm. it just seems easier. Like, why would I spend my money on paper towels and paper napkins? My my husband, um, the other day we were, we were having dinner and he brought me over a paper towel for a napkin and I like made a face. He was like, oh shit. (laughs) I don't like that. They're just, they're just, you know, that that's why I, I, I love those little cocktail napkins. I love them. And like this year I'm releasing a little line of dessert plates that are super mm. naughty from my Mylar balloon collection that <laughs> things like posh twat, hamster. I love lecta, that one. Wanker, come Lord, you know. Um, what is a hamster labia? Please tell me. Well, I need to know. Labia, but it's just on a hamster. <laughs> I don't know if a hamster has a labia minora and a majora. I'm just assuming it's more of a minora than anything else, but it does, in fact, have a labia. <laughs> well, they got to have something. I mean, but you probably need a microscope to see it. But how fun for somebody to serve you a little piece of cake on that plate. Am I right? <laughs> because look, by the time you get to that point in dinner, you've probably had a few glasses of wine. And then that's when the fun starts. You know, a conversation piece. You laugh. You love it. You hate it. That That's that's what I like, you know. And my I want them. <laughs> my collectors are the type of people that, you know, they're they're big and colorful. They they have a sense of humor. They really enjoy life. And, mm. uh, you know, they, they would certainly – I will. I'm, I'm already getting lots of um, – emails for people that want to be on the list to purchase them but um fantastic so how do you meet your ladies you know they say the power's in the list and it sounds like you got an email list to die for but how have you grown this how have you let's talk marketing for a second you know what I mean yeah so you know I, I knew very early that and and this is something my father had taught me. Look, Ashley, you want to catch a lot of fish, you got to put a lot of lines in the water. So mm-hmm. it, it's like you know when I talk to other artists now, they're like, oh, but Instagram, like I'm posting and nothing's happening. I'm like, well, yeah, you can't just post on Instagram or TikTok. You you've got to go have shows. You've got to meet people. You've got to put yourself out there. You know, try to get um you know d- d- different opportunities. Like it's it's a whole um. It's, it's the whole sphere of it all. It isn't just one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, I knew, I knew very early that just marketing in my hometown, you know, I, I didn't really need to do that there because I, I have a big presence in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. It was more important for me to be networking, meeting people that were in New York that would host a little private art show at their, you know, their beautiful apartment. And, and how did I meet those people? I, I think, you know, I think there's always a certain amount of luck, but I think, I think also being enthusiastic, being open-minded and searching for, mm-hmm. for people that, that are like-minded, you know, th- there's a magnetism there and that's not, you, you got to get out of your studio for that to happen. You know, if you're, if you're just sitting in front of your easel all the time, it's harder to find people to network with, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's really where our, where I started. So then, you know, I, I have this little, you know, like a great little show in somebody's home in, in New York. And then, you know, their friend comes who knows this other person. And then this person knows that person. And then, you know, it, it just, it, it's just, it's just, you know, you, you cat, you cast a wide net. Yeah. Do you ask for referrals? Like, or do you, how do you keep track of everybody when you meet this person and meet that person? Like one of the tips we've heard is to just basically say to people, Hey, do you want to refer me to somebody? I mean, that's how I've gotten everybody on the podcast is I ask the next guest, Hey, is there somebody you think should be on the podcast? Is that 
how do you I mean, ask for I referrals and networking? Is when you go through that period of really finding out who you are as an artist, when you know who you are as a person and you let that light shine, you're unforgettable. Mm. And I think it's just about being fucking, un, you know, unforgettable. I mean, you know, I, 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 I'll walk up to somebody who introduced me to a billionaire and I, you know, I'll call him a motherfucker and then give him a hug, you know? <laughs> They're not used to that. They're used to somebody sucking their dick or kissing their ass, you know? Um, I, 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 there's no room for fear. There's no room to not be confident. There's no room to not make your mark whenever you're anywhere, you know? You got to let your light shine. And I guess, fuck, I guess I'm good at that. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it it also helps if you pinch your nipples and smile. They won't forget that (laughs) anytime. Have you done that? Of course I've done that. Are you insane? I've done that all I do that all the time. I, I have a necklace on that says I would fuck me. P- people don't forget me. And, and look, I've got on jewelry. I've got my look. I've got my glasses. I'm, you know, I'm decorated like a fucking Christmas tree. I've got diamonds on my teeth. I'm smiling. You know, I've, I, I, you know, I, I just. I, you got diamonds on your teeth? Yeah, You're a rap star? I, do. I have diamonds on my teeth. Yes, I do. I, I like to sparkle from my from my head to my toe. Are they glue on? Like, you know, like rhinestones that you put on your face or are they permanent? No, no, no. They're they're like they put them on um at the dentist with like braces glue. They use that ah. kind of glue. And um yeah, it's how long does that last? Well, unfortunately, I did get drunk in Memphis once, and I woke up, and I didn't have one of them on my teeth, and I'm, I'm, I was lamenting where it may have ended up. But um, it was worth did you check your poop? No, I did not check my poop. I, I'm, I'm not that type of artist. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, my God, they last for a year, year and a half, and then I just, you know, I get, I go get more glued on, and I'm like, give me two more, give me three more. So I think I'm right around like eight. Awesome. That is so cool. Are you enjoying the artist appeals? I know I love recording it. This is just a quick break to encourage you to get your free download of the top four things that you can do to make money with your art at howtomakemoneywithyourart.com. So get your free download at howtomakemoneywithyourart.com today. And now back to your regular program. You know, that brings us, we're, we're jumping all over here. No, we're not. Um, we talked about presentation and we talk about educate. So I got this acronym, right? Appeals, art, product, presentation, and educating your audience. And you are on a mission to educate. Do you want to talk a little bit about, like, you say you've got this email uh, list. How often do you email them? How do you communicate with people? How do you educate them about your new collections? He, he, here's the thing. And, and I'm real funny about that because mm-hmm. I really operate the way that I like to be dealt with as an art collector. I love, uh, love, love, love the social media that we have now. And I'll tell you why, because my collectors follow me and they get to see things on their own terms. Mm. on their own time, whether they want to look at it at 10 o'clock at night when the kids have gone to bed or five o'clock in the morning before they go for a run, you know what I mean? Or in the middle of work Mm -hmm. when they should be working or I don't know, (laughs) masturbating, whatever the hell they're doing. Um, I, I, I probably send five big emails a year. Really? 
Okay. Because when I do, (laughs) when I do, like I've had platforms like um, Shopify and MailChimp say your your rates are the highest that we get in the business. Your click rates, your open rates. Because mm. I'm I'm not overdoing. I also if if somebody emails me too much, I unsubscribe. I unfollow. I'm I I can't I can't with it. It's too aggressive. Yeah. Um. So I also think because it's art, um, you know, there's a certain amount of exploration involved in that. And the way that I have you know set up my career, you know, I've got I've got lots of different collections that I'm painting all the time. I've got. Um, different mentors that are out there, you know, promoting me. Um, it's again, you gotta, you you gotta, you gotta cast a wide net, you know. Mm. Who are your mentors? Um, my God, I have some incredible mentors. Um, one is Diane von Furstenberg. She's mm. incredible, and we have an ongoing collaboration. Um, she's just such a woman that loves art and loves women. Um, my friend D Aklepo, we actually have a collaboration that's coming out, um, the end of this year and she, she's so wonderful. She and her husband, Tommy Hilfiger actually had a huge event for me, um, down, uh, at Art Basel last year. Mm. Uh, one of my friends, Wendy Wurzberger, who used to be, uh, the president of anthropology. I did a collaboration with anthropology, God, probably 15 years ago. Um, she, she's such a dear friend. I look up to her so much. Another good friend, Fran Hauser, who, um, ran this, uh, massive, um, oh my God, it's not called a hedge fund. Um, but the she, 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 she invests in women businesses. She's unbelievable woman. She's so brilliant. Um, she used to be the head of time. Um, Mm. she was one of my mentors. I mean, I feel like when you meet people in your life, you, 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 people that are smarter than you, more successful than you, you, you really attach to them, not in a way where you're trying to go, Oh, p- you know, get me out there, get me out there. But more in a way of God, I want to learn from you. I love your energy. And then you yeah. let things be their idea. That's, that's how every big opportunity that I've had has come about. Not by it being my idea, but by listening, being productive, hustling, enthusiastic, gracious and letting some of these people who are hyper successful understand wow this this girl's got guts this this girl works hard you know she's got good energy let's 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 see let's hook her up with something let's do something with her that that it's always their idea and so um yeah that is fantastic advice i'm sitting here nodding if people could see me i'm like uh-huh 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 because go in you, you just don't go in with with you know people who've worked their asses off and expect them immediately to do something for you just because that's what you need what you need to do is shut your damn mouth and build a friendship and understand how this person became who they are and understand what what they've done in business to be so smart how do they make decisions how do they handle stress how do they handle their time management i mean these these are all things that I, that i i really look up to my mentors for, you know. And I think it's incredible that you say you have these mentors and that you've done you've done so many amazing collaborations. But I think everybody should have a mentor. Uh, they're priceless. Oh, oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, listen, um getting sage advice from someone 
having having an individual or a group of people that you can that you can go to and get their opinion based on their business experience that that's everything that that is mm. the most valuable thing that you can have so and i mean that that isn't somebody where you go oh my god i'm painting this should i do the background orange or pink no not that <laughs> Big, bigger stuff bigger stuff bigger stuff bigger picture yeah like okay this huge corporation wants to work with me uh that they want to pay me this pissant design fee but i know how many units they're making of this it's fucking bullshit what would you say Mm. and then as a woman talk about pinching your nipples and smiling you go in with diamonds on your teeth (laughs) a big fucking smile on your face you fucking (laughs) exactly what you want you walk out of the room with half a million dollars and then go get all your fucking friends drunk that's how you do it Uh, how do you amplify? How do you biggerfy? How do you get bigger? W- b- bigger in what way? Because I might have chicken strips for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's about being bigger. It's not bigger. No. Well, I'm talking about amplification. So it's, you know, it's through. It's through. Um, I mean, like, like right now, I'm in a position where, you know, this year I've been able to give back a lot to my community. When I have my holiday release, you know, I'm donating a significant portion of, of you know, the, the money that I get to the Anti-Defamation League, you know, the mm. leading anti-hate organization, you know, in America. I, I feel like understanding where my power is, is inspiring people to be authentic, to, to be in a position to help the people in my community that need to be helped to say, I want to have a career like Andy Warhol. And I want to leave a legacy like Peggy Guggenheim. I want to have a massive building with all of the art that I'm collecting so that people see what, what drew, what I was drawn to in, in, in my own life and the artists that, that I love, that I collect, that I live with, you know, um, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to me, that's that's the life that I want to live now. To, you know that that is a life worth living. Being able, being able to inspire somebody to have the courage to believe in themselves, to say, you know what, fuck it, if they tell you your art sucks, your art fucking does not suck. You're authentic, and you need to mm-hmm. own that. And I mean, being able to put that out there and inspire people to just fucking go for it that that's the biggest thing of all. It isn't you're inspiring me right now. It isn't painting the side of a building or having a hundred billionaire clients or, you know, uh, sucking Brad Pitt's dick. It's not that it's, it's truly having a life of, of love, of leadership, of understanding. Like I'm far from motherfucking perfect. I have a lot to learn, but I'm Mm. just fucking doing my best. And, 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 and I want the best for other people. And so, um, you know, I, I think I think that's how you really find peace. I think mm. that's how you fucking find peace. And that's mm-hmm. what we're all looking for. Yeah, yeah. You're inspiring me right now. You seriously are. Like, I want to go pick up a paintbrush. Um, systems. You, we were talking about hitting multimedia and social media. And you're saying you love it because it allows your um, collectors to see your stuff anytime you want. How do you post on a regular basis? Like, do you post four times a day? Do you post oh, your process? Like, no, what do you do? No. And people ask me that, like, oh, my God, what's your formula? I'm like, well, I take a piss. I make a post. <laughs> you have time to pee. You have time to make a post. Um, but I've also, during COVID, really kind of... I took some time for me. Um, 
Well, actually, I wanted to ask you about your Instagram account. Um, it doesn't matter the formula because you just have to find something that works for you. But what I noticed was is that your Instagram is private. Yeah. What's up with that? How's that work? Well, you know, I just, there was so much, um, and there still is, I think there's less now after the election. I was getting so exhausted with people having political battles under paintings of RBG. Uh, it, it turning into this, oh, well, why aren't you painting this? And why aren't you painting that? And I just was like, I shut off all the comments and, and I just needed to be in a bubble, you know, like mm. I just thought this should be more like a magazine. Um, even if you love me, I, I don't, I, I appreciate that, but I, I want, I want it to be like how it is when you go in a museum, you look at something, you absorb it. If you love it, you love it. You don't sit there and write on a piece of paper and go, oh, this blue is the wrong color blue. And uh, why did you paint something other than fucking Audrey Hepburn? And oh my God, I can't believe you painted that about women sucking dick. And it just got to a point where I, I just, I just wanted my own little private space and I don't want any mm-hmm. comments. And, yeah. and, and that is my choice and that's what I'm fucking doing. And, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of things that they need to do on social media, um, to, yeah. to clean the world up because it's, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that have been, uh, attacked and have been suicidal that uh-huh. the, the online bullying, um, like, like true talk. I, I've had feelings over all this that if I could just delete all my shit, I would. Because the hate, I'm just so sick of seeing it. I don't want to read anybody's fucking comments. I I don't want to watch people fight about stuff and be hateful to each other. God damn it. We're all in this together. Fuck. Mm. You know? And you know, people say stuff on the internet that they would never say to your face. They would never have the balls to walk up to your face and say the same things that they say on the internet. You know, I don't want to spend any more of my precious life reading opinions political opinions. I mean, you know what? This is this is where I am. This is the United States of America. I don't care if you're a fucking Republican. I don't care. I don't care if you're a fucking Democrat. I don't care if you're a socialist. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what God you love. I don't care who you fuck. Are you an asshole or are you not? Okay. <laughs> We're all in this together. And if this pandemic hasn't really shown that, then I, I mean, I, I just... You know, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive, damn it. I, I, I'm tough, but I'm really sensitive. I'm like a Kimberley. Um, I just... You got a sugary sweet outside and soft mushy middle. Well, I mean, you know, I just, I just, I just, you know, it's just, it's it's hard. It's hard to see a lot of that. It's you hard. know... I am, I am sensitive and I'm always sponging. Yeah. And, um... We are all sensitive and there's nothing wrong with that. And you made me think of a new uh, kind of definition of asshole. Asshole is really somebody that spews shit. Yeah. A hundred fucking percent. hundred fucking percent. You know, the, the bottom line is, is that this is your life and you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. And I can tell you this, throughout my career so far, I've been through many different circles of success. Mm. You know, for me, at the beginning of my career, success was having enough money to pay my $500 a month rent. Mm-hmm. When I was able to do that, 
I wanted to be able to have enough money to buy more canvases. I wanted to be able to go have sushi once a week. Mm-hmm. I, I accomplished that. You know, my next goal was to have a bigger apartment. I did that. I worked really hard for that. Then it was like, you know what? I want to get to a point where I can, you know, have my apartment that I pay rent for and have a little a little gallery of my own. And I fucking did that. And I, yeah. I celebrated every single one of those successes. The same celebration that I used to have when I would sell a $250 painting is the same amount of celebration that I have now when I sell a painting to somebody that I have to call Her Excellency. Mm. You sold something to somebody you had to call Your Excellency? Wait, that that took me a moment to process. You sold something to the Queen of England? (laughs) Well, (laughs) unfortunately, I can't disclose that, but I will tell you that there, yes, several people that I've had to call, yeah, like, yeah, Her Excellency, yes. Whoa, excellent. Are the majority of your collectors women? (sighs) Yes and no. I sold two paintings to a man this morning. Um... You know, it really kind of depends on the series that, that, that mm. I'm painting. I mean, I think it's why I'm so prolific and why I explore so many different areas of my life. And, and I, you know, like there's certain collections that men love and there's certain collections that women love. And then there's collections that you would think only women would love that men love because, you know, amazing feminist men love their, their sisters and their mothers and their grandmothers and their wives. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, that's I cool. Think it's kind of even Stephen, maybe. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that you hit on success and how you celebrated. That's normally the last question I ask of is, you know, how do you celebrate your success? Um, how do you? You got a specific practice? You were like saying, you know, there is nothing. You know, it, Cake? it it used to be, you know, going out and getting drunk. It used to be, which I still do do that. <laughs> I'm, you know, I want to come join. Yeah. I'm, I want to go party with you. Ability now, and I have employees, and I, you know, I always think of them and like, oh my God, I've got to be on tomorrow. I've got to uh-huh. be productive for them. I think the biggest reward of success now is truly peace of mind. Knowing that, that, you know, that I can, I can pay my bills, you know, not living outside of my means, being able to take my dad out to a really great dinner and, 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 uh, you know, uh, reciprocate him and, and, you know, mm. him putting me through school and, and all that kind of thing. Um, I, I think, I think that the biggest celebration is just sleeping like a baby and fucking peace of mind at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is fantastic. What does your parents think about your artwork? I got to ask, are they like, do they have multiple pieces hanging in their house or? Um, My father does. I'm actually estranged from my mother. Um, She is, she is, uh, we're very, we're very different. Um, I'm not sure Mm. that she ever fully knew how to, how to handle me and how sassy (laughs) and different that I was, especially being in the South. In in the first grade, I wrote "Have a nice day, asshole" on my phonics paper, and you know she's thinking she's going to have this sweet, precious little child that tries as hard as they can in school, and I'm up there like just tearing it up, (laughs) and and she didn't necessarily know how to deal with me going, you know, she Ashley, you need to wash your hair. Oh, I will not wash my hair. You know, and you know I was intelligent and manipulative, and I would be like. 
daddy, I want to be outside with you while we grill. Uh, mom, mom's trying to make me wash my hair. And he'd be like, oh, you could wash your hair tomorrow. Uh, daddy said I could wash my hair tomorrow. I'm going to be outside helping him grill. So thanks. Thanks so much. And I, and That's all kids. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that she was equipped or ready to handle, you know, motherhood, and maybe that's a reason why I've never done it. But, um, mm. and 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 also a part of me exploring what it really means to be a woman mm-hmm. uh, in society. I mean, that as much as my dad nurturing me and loving me has played a huge role in what I do. I think my relationship or lack thereof with my mother also has, but. Um, yeah. Everybody's dealing with that kind of shit. But yes, my father has my artwork all over the place. Um, I do some things like I did uh, the self portraits this year where I'm topless. And I, I saw them. They're yeah, fantastic. Awesome. And I called daddy and I said, look, daddy, uh, I did some self portraits. I just want you to know that my titties are out and they're going to be on <laughs> social media. And he's like, oh, Lord. Isn't it just your titties? I said, yes. And he goes, all right, Sarah Ashley. Well, I just don't understand it. But then he went online and he saw it and he texted me and he was like, Ashley, those are, those are really great. Those are really, really great. You know, so he's, <laughs> he's you know, and also I'm a fucking 45-year-old woman. I, yeah. I, I pay my bills. I take care of myself, you know, um, and you know, you know he's, he's damn proud of that. I mean, you know, he's he's damn proud of that. So yeah, and well, you know, your self portraits, I love it because it's unabashed, and we always talk about male gaze in traditional art history, right? Like it's always been the man looking at the woman as sort of a object to be desired. No, this is about me and how I see myself. I could give a rat's ass what any motherfucking man thinks about me. And trust me, I could get my man in here and he would fucking tell your ass that. Um, Yeah. My art is about, it's about me. And, but that, that being said, if I wanted to paint myself in a way where I wanted men to be like, oh my God, you know, then, then I would do that. But, you know, I painted myself as a clown. I painted myself as a mother. I painted myself as a businessman. I painted myself as a sex goddess in yes. a latex suit with cutout nipples, nipple clamps, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, that, that was my way of, of, you know, the ridiculousness of what a woman is supposed to do to be sexual. This this is about me, damn it, you know. Yeah, one, two, three, back to me, the, the, and and it's it's not a matter of being selfish. It's my job to put my fucking perspective out there. Period. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is the female gaze. This is your gaze. I love that you're holding an applause sign in this self-portrait as sex goddess. It's just great. When I saw that, I was like, yes, applause. Hell yeah. Thank you, girl. Thank you. you know, so we do want to, I do hit on one last thing with licensing and contracts. You've had some amazing partnerships with people and you mentioned it earlier about walking in and them offering you a pittance for, for, uh, royalties. And that's one thing I always want to talk about is, um, licensing and contract terms and in plain English and not being scared of them. What kind of advice can you offer people for getting their work, um, licensed and not getting taken advantage of? What terms do you look for? I think, I think first and foremost is 
are, am I going to learn something from this person? Hmm. And if they start out undervaluing you, then you need to fucking run. If, if they tell you they want to, they want you to work for exposure, make Mm. sure that they are also working for exposure. Um, I I think there's important questions to be asked. Uh, how many units? What are those? Yeah. How many units are you making? You want to pay me this royalty? What price point are you selling these at? Where are they being manufactured? What's the wholesale cost of them? If they won't give you that information, then you should not do business with them. Hmm. It's as simple as that. Business is business. It's it's very it's very simple. There shouldn't be mysteries or, you know, the, an artist should not feel fear to communicate verbally about the happenings of a deal. Hmm. Being able to talk about money is really fucking important because, fucking because, you only have so many days to create in your life. Mm-hmm. Your days are fucking numbered. And why should somebody else make the money off of your work? They motherfucking shouldn't. They mother. I had a billion dollar company. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. I can't say who they are because I signed a goddamn NDA. I had a billion dollar company that wanted me to do a collaboration. Okay. Um, yeah. And I talked to their this CEO and all that shit and their head of marketing and all that and. Um, they said, oh, well, you know, we're, and, and for this particular collaboration, they were selling everything direct, which me as a businesswoman, I'm like, oh God, well, they could keep hundred percent of their profit margins. If they're manufacturing this and they're spending, you know, $10 a thing, and then they're selling it for 95 and they're making a hundred thousand units. You mean to tell me that you don't have 10 or 15% to pay to me whose mm-hmm. artwork you're using for this fucking product. So you're mm. telling me you want to work, you want me to work for just exposure and you want to put me in a catalog and that's supposed to be my payment when you're selling direct and you're going to make a million dollars off of this. You're telling me you don't have a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars for me. Just as they I, tried to pull that on you. Oh yeah. And you, I was on the phone with 10 people, 10 people, including the founder of this company. And I belly laughed. I belly laughed and I said, this is the funniest shit I've heard in months. And I appreciate that from you guys. This is the biggest laugh I've had in a while. And I actually feel great about that, but I'm going to have to pass. And it was so ironic that that evening I had an artist reach out to me that wanted advice that had been approached by the same company, Uh same thing, but she had said yes. And Uh she was so disgruntled and upset because she what she didn't feel she was getting paid. And I said, you want to know that they came to me and I laughed in their face today and told them, no. I said, why did you think that you couldn't do that? And she said, well, I just, I was afraid it's, it's such a good opportunity. I said, it's an opportunity for them, not you. If you're not yeah. paid and they are, that is an opportunity for them, not you. And, that, and that's them taking advantage. That's not good business. That is not good business. Mm, it's bad karma. You know, oh, look, people- look, I've been, I, 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 I have people try to fuck me more than if I was a fucking prostitute. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you that I had to stand up for myself yesterday on a phone call. Somebody that just wanting, wanting, wanting. And I'm like, budget, budget, budget. Send me the fucking numbers. You, you want me to work for free? You know, you paid me for one thing. Now you want all these fucking extras. What's in it for me, asshole? You know, it's business. It's not fucking personal. 
And, you know, I think sometimes n- not just being an artist, but being an artist and an artist woman, people think if they are offering you some little tidbit, some little and crumb. Like, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. No. When I walk into a room, I promise you, my dick is bigger than anybody's dick in that fucking room. My balls hang down to my fucking knees. I am walking in that room with so much fucking big dick energy. I'm walking in there confident as fuck. And you know what? I know what I'm fucking worth. Now, that doesn't mean I'm greedy. That doesn't right. mean I'm greedy. No. What it means is if you're making money off of something that has my fucking artwork on it, then let's talk about that. There's enough pie for everyone. Don't you dare let anybody tell you to go lick the bowl when they show up over here with a fucking seven layer cake. Period. The fucking end. All I want is my corner of the goddamn brownie. That's all I want. There's plenty of brownie for everybody else. I want my fucking corner. (laughs) You like the corners? Do you have one of those trays that's all corner brownies? No. No, but I want that. <laughs> yes, they make that. They make they make a tray that gives you. Artists get fucked morning, noon, and night. It's bullshit. We do. Stand up for we yourself. Do. God damn it! Stand up for yourself. Stand up. Oh, for good yourself. advice. And, and you ask them. Well, you know, well, this is a business deal. How much? How much money are you guys making on this? Are you are you giving these products away? Because that's a mm-hmm. totally different deal. That's that's charity. That's that's philanthropy. I love that you ask those very specific questions about numbers. So you really are looking at their profit margin, yeah? Are you shitting me? You goddamn right I am. How the fuck else am I supposed to know what I can get what I can get paid? It's a numbers game. People math is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you get them to give this to you? You give them like I want a spreadsheet uh, or you well, just write it down as they say it or you've got a good brain for numbers. What, or what? I, what I love to do is to just go in for the kill in the middle in the middle of the fucking first meeting. Oh yeah? You go in for the kill. Yes. You have to piss a line in the sand with your big old dick. You got to go in there talking business, confident with your shoulders back, your fucking titties up, with a big smile on your face, ready to do business. And business Uh means money. So just right in the middle, you're like, how much are you going to pay me? No, you don't say how much you're going to pay me. You say, so, so what, what are you, what, what's your price point for this item? What do you think? Is this going to be at every store? Or are you think this is only going to be at like special stores, flagship stores? It's going to be online. How many of these are you going to make? What's your price point going to be? And you can start mm. with that. When you start with that, <coughs> then you can open up that conversation that's like, mm-hmm. is this a royalty situation is this just a fee in the beginning with a small royalty on top of it there is no certain particular 100 percent way of doing it mm-hmm. every deal is different and creative but that being said yes you go in and you talk about numbers i love it great advice fantastic motivational hear ye hear ye empowering that's the word i'm looking for Ashley, you are empowering. Thank well, you. There's only one way to do it, damn it. And you, you gotta, you know, you you don't buy a Ferrari and just keep it in first gear. You know what I mean? You, yeah, take it out and open it up, baby. Put that motherfucker wide open when you buy two. And when you get in a room with a bunch of people that have got a lot of money and you've got an opportunity, you better be ready to fucking hum. I mean it. <clears throat> there, there is there is no time for fear and there's no time for pussing around. You know what I mean? I love it. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much. With that, I, I think we've hit a warning for people about the profanity, but God damn it, I just don't know any other way to do it. I've got to be real with you. I've got to be real with you. I love that you've been real with us. I mean, this is phenomenal. You're going to be my grand finale, honey. Okay, good. And I will. I'm going to put right in the beginning. If you don't like swearing, uh, too fucking bad. (laughs) Too fucking bad. bad. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, It's it's so nice to talk to you about these things and to just feel that energy of getting people fired up again because, you know, it, it energizes me as well. So if we're all fired up and we're all out there doing something, then we end up with a more colorful, artful, artful, appealing world. Indeed. Indeed. Well, please hold on the line for just one moment. Do you want to learn how to make money with your art, but you're a little bit pressed for time and you don't have time to listen to every single episode? Well, we've made a free download for you at how to make money with your art.com. You can get your free download and it includes the top four things you need to do today to start making money with your art. So if you want to learn how to make money with your art, but you're pressed for time, get the free download over at howtomakemoneywithyourart.com. All one word, no spaces, all spelled out. That's howtomakemoneywithyourart.com. Get your free download now.